0: This is Kristen and this is Isha. Welcome to I'm Not a Peach Crayon. Welcome back to another exciting episode of I'm Not a Peach Crayon. Hey y'all. Welcome back. We're here on a what will be for us a lovely Wednesday evening, but for you, whenever the hell you decide to listen to this uh way to way to put that okay i am a very eloquent speaker i've been told i have a great way with words and i'm very articulate so i'm just me and me wait when you said you're very articulate like who said that and under what what was the context i was giving great advice about life oh okay because sometimes when people say you're very articulate depending on oh yes no it was uh, they were people that are my trusted friends or people that i have met that are not trying to belittle my existence ah, but okay to express appreciation for how much i've developed as a human being i appreciate the clarification you're welcome thank you for calling me out because i was thinking purely of that though i acknowledge the other version as well but in this case it's in the positive oh well excellent awesome so well as we diverge again uh we are back with the lesson by codwell turnbull which is just a fun name to say Every time I say it, <laughs> I want to have a good time saying his name. It's it's just Codwell Turnbull. I want to say Turnball or Turnbladder. And no, like, was, I don't like, know. No, it's Turnbull. I don't know why my brain says that. But he's from the or his native place is from the U.S. Virgin Islands is what it was written in his book. I have yet to go there. Now he, I want to actually kind of go. My boss has stayed there because her ex-husband was from there. Oh. And so she visits a lot. And I was like, can we? we were, put, we were at work today. Talking about how we needed a vacation. We were looking at flights for the same day to go. We were like <laughs> a company all like trip? <laughs> We were all like, Yeah, let's go. We're ready to go. And people were like, I was like, look, y'all, I have the money. If, if all I need is the the okay from work to not have to go. And I'm I'm there. We already got a place to stay. So what is stopping us? I feel like everyone else was holding being held back by their obligations. But I just needed work to tell me we were good to go. We could call it call it a company trip. That's pretty funny. Team Actually, building. that would be a nice company trip, to be honest. Yeah, like nice. a team building exercise. I don't want oh. the whole team though. I just want just our little, our just little, our little core. We don't need it, of course, because if you're going to travel, you want to make sure you travel people that you like, because that's. I thought you were going to say fun. travel light, which was being code word for. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say that too. Without well, all the without, drama, <laughs> yes, that you definitely want to travel that way. Uh, but, okay, so the book, the lesson, a you- novel. Yes, a novel. <laughs> I remember you showed me the, that book and to go on with our sci-fi kick for this month. Mm-hmm. Tell me about how you ended up with that book. Uh, so the year was 2020 and it was December. Oh, that's a long time <laughs> ago. Uh, many moons ago. So uh, I, a, a manager at the time was buying gifts for um, each person on our team and and I am semi, depending on who I'm talking to, I'm semi outspoken about what things I'm interested in and passionate about, or I'll call out bullshit when I see it. But in a certain company, I will not because I just don't want to deal with that emotional drag down, especially at work. Anyway, uh, for a present, he got me this book and I, at first was like, oh, why did you give me this book? You know, I had never heard of this author Um, which is not to say I never want to you know I don't know any author so let's be real I don't know everyone Um, but when I read the premise I was like okay I could see why you got this because I talk about being black I talk about sci-fi stuff I talk about wanting to get back into reading perfect also we talked about having a podcast and yeah the person the individual who gave it to me we're not like super close but i think we understood each other to a certain degree and i think that's why he picked this book yeah that he was actually listening to what you were saying right and and, he was intentional about the gift that he gave you active listening is a difficult skill and i had to say that at work recently because we were because i realized that a lot of people don't understand active listening and what that really means yes um anyway so yes i got that book as a gift we were going to do it sometime last year and it And it kind of got scrapped or pushed to the side for other things. And then we were talking about the aliens and and immigration and things like that, and the concept of like, I think we couldn't really figure out what we wanted to do for this month. And it turned into this conversation, which I'm actually forward for or for for. But anyway, and the premise of the story is that there are these extraterrestrials that come and visit Earth and present themselves as benevolent visitors offering residents of the island, so the Virgin Islands, advanced technology in exchange for the freedom to conduct their mysterious research, but there is a clear if unspoken power dynamic. Turnbull gives the reader a visceral sense of what it might feel like to live as a colonized body, a life of queasy, oppressive helplessness, a constant low-grade fear, and anger that sits at the back of the head like a tension headache always ready ready to flare. Ooh, that's from the back of the book. No, this is uh, a, a little piece together of what I found on his website, but also what someone like giving a brief description on um, the story. Okay. And I thought that was accurately trying to, it, it told the story without giving too much away as a post, but like, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about things. Yes. So there's a when when I first started reading this book, when I first started, out, I was kind of like, okay, where is this going? Because it starts with the pre-invasion, like kind of everything leading up to, but only within the sphere of like these two families that live in the same house. Right, and it's basically certainly counting down to when the mm-hmm. aliens arrive. Exactly, and then the rest of the book is five years later after the aliens have basically some people say invaded some people say arrived um but basically once they've they've entered our realm and started existing among us it's supposed to be five years later from this point point. and uh the two families that you start out with is like this grandmother and her two grandchildren because the parents have passed and one of them derek is a lead character a lead character in this book or a central character i should say in this book and his sister Lee and then you have Patrice who lives upstairs and our parents are the landlords and her father is a professor and her mother works at a veterinarian office and that's where we basically go from there and then kind of like the the changes that are happening uh, particularly with Patrice and Derek because they're teenagers at the time and things are changing and their relationship from being childhood friends is starting to also change as well with Lots of other. Do I love you? Do I not love you? What does mean? Blah. What does love mean, especially in the terms of the things that they see happening around people that they're close to? Exactly. And so, right as things are starting to, I guess the tipping point. You know, when there's always a point where your life, certain things that have been building, like, either go one way or the other. Here come the Yana, who are chilling on this island. But we find out through the book that one particular, the ambassador Mara, has been there through the ages and you see that And when I think what I like what Turnbull does is that punctuated throughout the story he starts dropping in snippets of like the colonized history yes. of the Virgin Islands which I wouldn't know anything about because we don't talk about it and I like too how in the book he makes reference to the fact that basically the United States is like an absentee landlord mm. and they don't really care what happens to the Island or to the people on the Island. Cause it's just an Island by a predominantly black people. And you know, who cares what happens to them They're They're willing to give up the Island to the Inad just to make sure that, you know, and get everything else, which reminds me of when we saw the cosmic soup, mm, cosmic swap, cosmic sock. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But the same thing is like, what they're willing to trade. They're willing to trade black people, black bodies mm-hmm. to get technology and, and, all the and there's like this trust, but not trust. It's like, cause like, and I was saying the same thing, you know, there's a point where the aliens and the cosmic slop, uh, space invaders say, uh, or they ask them, what, what are you going to do with the black people? And they're like, that's not your business. And the same thing with the, Yana, they're like, what is, what is your purpose here? And they're like to do research. Well, research for what? And they talk about teaching this lesson, right? Qu- cough, 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 the name of the book and you're kind of the whole time you're like, what is this research and what is this lesson and why exactly. are they why are they connected and why aren't they saying anything like why is it so like hush hush about this mm-hmm. lesson? And it was like, oh you'll find out. It was like, <laughs> like anytime someone says, oh you'll find out, like no one really likes surprises unless they're good surprises. Even then, people are just wary. I'm like, where are you taking me? Exactly. Mm. There are so many things. I do like though that there's a link to even with the in the past colonizers and this is just going back in terms of like white colonization there. Was like they, to your point with the America, the United States, but also all the other ones that have dominated and controlled the land. They didn't really care about the land of the people. They cared what they could get from it, right, what they could they take from the it. The Dutch and the French. The Dutch, the French. But I, what I also like is he actually starts, and when I say he, I mean Turnbull, starts with the unknown history that a lot of places forget before colonizers, too. Right. Because it talks about how there were the original people who kind of, or they can track or, and I have to look into the history of this, but I'm assuming like any place, there is some sort of national the people that some were on of those Native places. That Cause that's who first. was being uh, uh, subjugated when they rolled up onto the island anyway. So they talk about how they were the first and how they were like, they knew that others like them had been there or their cousins. Like there was a strange connection to yes life. And then, they got taken over by another people who had seen violence already before and only had known that violence is what you needed to take over. And when I read later with the Yan'a, when they were talking about how on their own planet, they had to fight for survival yes. and all they knew, or they learned violence or like... Uh, 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 what's the word I'm like the retaliation was so extreme because they had been developing in this extreme environment where to survive you had to do the extreme and I was like so there was that parallel too and the, but then you have in comes the white colonizers and uh, I'll get to this point a little bit later but like I like the progression of how they kind of give you the stream of consciousness of how it led to here and the parallels between the yana And these past people, but also like there was a lot of role flipping in my head. Um, and also there would be things where it would be mentioned how like the Yanau kill people, and Mm -hmm. I I was, and when I heard that, I was also the first thing that popped into my head is people also kill people. Mm -hmm. It's like they didn't do anything outside of what we already do. It's the the fact that they can do it with their bare hands. Yes, they're not other human beings and that also comes into play because they're just like you know a person can't rip a, a, a dog or a rip a person in half, like a sheet of paper. Right. But the, Yana can even though they look like other people, but think about this when the colonizers came and they talk about the difference. Well, when the first, the Aranak, I think they came with like what bows and arrows are like rud- right. rudimentary Technology. stuff. But then you have the next level to come in with cannons and shit. And it's like, how do you, and fire, you can't arms, fight against cannons right? and firearms. So to, to, to a point the yanards were just another level of what humans had already been doing to each other of like presenting something some sort of greater power or technology or whatever but it was still some sort of advantage yes that made allow them to slaughter easily so it's really like Which could allow them to also subjugate but mm-hmm. and they also tried to choose to not subjugate but to live alongside but there was still the power dynamic yeah. like we still control everything that's going on because even if you have a complaint and you want to lodge it there's no one to to, to do anything about it you know it doesn't go anywhere all mm-hmm. you can do is protest and one of the characters um, in the in the book he mentions that Sean he was like tired of people protesting because mm-hmm. his brother is one of the people who ends up getting killed by the Yana granted there or uh, extenuating circumstances and how that happens. But right. he was just like, you know, you got people who and that's another lesson that he, he learns. There's so many lessons that you're yeah. learning along the, the lesson. Line. There's one overarching lesson, but there are all these mini lessons going along too. Which is how you know, people will lose steam or lose motivation Mm. regarding protests over something because it's no longer popular or people are doing it for like the gram Mm -hmm. or whatever it is well i think there's also to that side too because this is a conversation a lot of people can't protest or they don't have the luxury to protest Protest. yes and so there's all these components where the system keeps you from being able to have the luxury to go out there and protest because it's like you either feed you either go to work to feed right. your family or, or you, you go, go protest, protest this thing and while you protest it, there may not become like to sean's point you know some things don't come from us shouting in the streets we've been shouting over and over, over and, and nothing over. has changed nothing ever happened mm. and so it's pointless to mm-hmm. continue to do something that's not making any difference mm-hmm. and eventually people get tired and they they well in the united states they decided to Uh, some states decided to pass laws to allow people to, I don't know, run over protesters Mm -hmm. because I was like, that, that makes sense. So you're like vehicular manslaughter is your, your answer to protests Mm -hmm. that people can legally do. But still there are these, there's all these like little things that are happening, you know, and then against the backdrop of these huge protests over crimes that the na commit Mm -hmm. are the little known things, the regular crimes, crimes that have already that, been were occurring before right, they arrive. People just kind of brush underneath the rug, which was the case of Angela, Angela who, Lee's friend, right? Who ends up being killed by her, uh, in an accident, but her boyfriend was beating her supposedly. Mm-hmm. And the whole at the time, right? And the reason they die is because her boyfriend was doing something that was dangerous. So it's just like this, a, this these patterns and behaviors that have been existing prior to. It's almost like when let's say you're walking down the street and people have been slapping you on the back really hard the whole way that you've walked. In, but then I come up and I just slap you in the face. You get angry at me for like full out slapping you in the face. But you've been being beat the whole time yes. on the way down the, the road. But you, but like but this- someone actually slapped me in my face instead of hitting me on my back when I'm already developed a callous to that. Right, if you've developed accounts. But yeah, to an extent, yes, you're right. To Developing accounts, you just kind of, like, ignore the... You the, just know what's going to happen. And and the thing is, it's like, it's going to keep going. After I run by and slap you and I just keep going, you still got to go deal with the whole line of people slapping the shit out of the back of you the whole way through. That being said, <laughs> so this, this whole... It's funny because uh, yesterday I came to Kristen and I was like, how do you feel about this book because as i I was like as i'm reading it i was like i don't know if i'm reading into a lot of stuff that i'm just thinking internally with again then also with everything that's going on with the war and like how people how racism is still going on but people seem to like ignore that for the overarching effect of like uh oh these ukrainians are in trouble and just everything that's been going on and then black lives matter protests and still that people are dying in these streets like Was it there's just recently another person It was Latino, but he was he was murdered by police officers. And like there's all these things that are going and still happening. And I was I was rereading a thing that I had saved a long time ago about like one of the first steps of kind of. Healing is dismantling modes of uh, survival and and patterns of thinking that have been installed in us by oppressors and colonize the colonized mindset. So decolonizing your mind. I've heard about that, but it's very difficult to do because there are things that are so deeply ingrained that sometimes you don't even think about it until someone brings it up. Like when you talked about our TV shows and Mm -hmm. films and movies, and now every time I look at something, I'm like, where are the black people? like why aren't there any people of color in this like what and now it's not as enjoyable as it once was because and not that that's a bad thing mm. it just made me realize something that i had not i had become so accustomed to that just i was desensitized to it yeah I think um, what was I gonna say to that point, yeah, the the decolonizing is a, it's not uh, when I say that it's never gonna be easy. and I think the concept, I think that people when they hear it, they are hear someone telling them that it's just like just to get over it. and that's not the case. Like decolonizing your mind is a daily, thing and it's a constant reflection but that a goes to this point of we have to be reflective on ourselves and ask ourselves these questions and seriously talk with ourselves and have like honest conversations with like how we feel and what we're thinking and why these things are the way they are and what we are going to do while we have this time on earth and I think you kind of see that too in the way different people in the book have responded to the aliens invading or invading or arriving Arriving, however you want to say it because you know and again to the point where I was like I don't know if I'm just seeing my own self or like my own conversations with myself because I see how Patrice responded where everything was falling apart in her life already or starting to fall apart already in her life and she was questioning where she was and having and Derek was kind of being that catalyst to make her question and make her own decisions for herself not just what's been taught to her and then what she saw with her family going like the, the solution of her family then the yana come and then she blames them kind of for like how everything went up and her, then, her life the life she had known kind of spiraled out of control right and then you have the way jackson jackson related to it or how aubrey relates like they all took different paths of responding the way Derek responded to it. And like he had this, I can see that there's the potential to bridge this. And I see that like maybe, yeah, there are terrible ones within this, but there also seem to be ones who are actually here who may care is a strong word, but like are engaged in what human population is and the, or engaged in humans, not dying unnecessarily in this whole quest. So to connect this, this idea of like, how do you approach the world you live in? We know that we have these systems in place, but how do you, you know, recognize what they, the impact, the impact they have on you? How do you you recognize, how do you stop yourself to see your responses in that and to kind of talk about that with yourself or with others to kind of change the way you respond to things or the way you think about things? That's what in my head when I think of decolonizing is like taking more authority in the pow- and, and power in the decisions you make and choose the things you choose to do in your life. Whether it's like, eh, I can go into detail for this, so I'm not going to go too Well, far. I wanted to go back to something that you had said earlier where you talked about where people say, oh, well, just get over it. Mm-hmm. And when you said that, it automatically made me think, well, we just didn't get here. Like it was a process to get us to where we are right now. And it's going to take intentional processing to get us out exactly. of where exactly. we are right now. So you can't just be like, Oh, well you need to get over it. Well, no. Cause we didn't just get into it. That's what I'm saying. Decolonizing right. is not it's, about that concept of, cause that's what people like Ted Cruz be like, Oh, you just need to get over the history of your people. Like basically slavery well, happened in the past and we're past this point, And, Yeah. And that's what happens when you let morons. Well, let's not get into that. But anyway, (laughs) but still, it's it's that whole thing is like there's there are intentional things that are happening. And with in regard to perspective, because that's also what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. And we see the same thing in the story, the lesson with where you even said, you know, you have some people calling it an arrival and other people are calling it an invasion. And it depends Mm -hmm. on how you're looking at it. Some people were excited for the Ana to come. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean was one of those people who thought it would it be cool until, until he saw the repercussions should, of... Right, until he saw the, the negative aspect and ended up losing his brother. And you know what that made me think of? Uh, Sita, who is uh, Mara's partner way back in slavery times, right. he talks about how his, his tribe used to be one of those ones who would, the slave. The, the Europeans would come and to make themselves wealthier, they thought it was a good idea to, you know, do dealings with them, but eventually it turned, it turned on them, and those people t- bought them, too. There was no love, bought lost, them you know. And, and eventually ended up massacring, exactly. slaughtering them. As, well, that was as the well. that was the other tribes that slaughtered them, but, like, then they sold them to the white people, and the white people were happy. Don't happy, matter who it you are. Exactly. Didn't matter what you once were, because that was one. you know, one of them was a king, and basically, the French, after they tortured and murdered that they beheaded king. him yes and so, they <laughs> like, they basically that. ripped him apart like they said the, the, they put him on, on a wheel and broke every bone in his body yes. and then sorry trigger warning and then uh there are some graphic details but not like super graphic he, he doesn't go into too, too deep much deep he field, just tells just, you basically what happened but then also what they left behind which was basically saying there are no more kings there are uh, no more slave, slave kings, kings only masters, masters. right and, like, and and that's all you see after you've gone and saw them butcher men, women, and children, regardless of whether they had something to do with it or not. They just went and hunted down whoever. So I asked, I meant to look this up, and I'm sure there, it's a historical thing. But, like, so the specific thing Kristen's talking about is the massacre that had occurred when um, there was a slave rebellion in the Virgin islands. And basically for six months they had systematically gone and like freed a bunch of slaves and murdered all the white people for their freedom. And, but there was one stronghold that they couldn't get. And so they were basically doing pretty well, holding off, having their strongholds until the French rolled in and were like, no, 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 hold my beer. And-, <laughs> <laughs> and they also had what they said, free, free blacks, free black that corps working, that were working with them. But, and, and also people who were loyal slaves yes so i mean there's one there's some in every group i mean let's yeah that's that that's, r- that, that's, that's there are always given. uncle ruckuses and uncle pals and I auntie do. ruckuses everywhere. <laughs> so you have that but they basically came through this french and this free corp army and they could track um the the fugitives and the the rebellion the leaders of the the people of the rebellion and like to your point they went through and slaughtered everyone To the very last drop. And I think that was a great parallel to, we were talking about this before we started recording, when, so Sean exacts revenge for his brother's death by Yan'a. And so it sparks this whole retaliation from the Yan'a where they're just like, well, fuck it. Everybody on this island who has a penis, your days are numbered. But there was like, there were these moments throughout where they were saying like, so for example, the Yan'a, rolled up on this one person and they were like we're not here to kill your mother we're just here to kill you and i'm not going ki- to I, I you know they felt revenge too so this is the other thing pause side note every time people were saying that the Yana were cold and calculating had no feelings and yet they do. They, they just, do. They had f- anger. They had fear. It's like they, people talking about the Vulcans in Star Trek. Mm. They're like, oh, they don't have feelings. But, like, no, they, they learned do. How to they command feel them very deeply. <laughs> yeah, Just like the Yana. They, they, Which, there's a time and a place, and that's why they react the way they do. Right. They're, they go from cool to, like, fire in, in, in 30 seconds. But back to that point of... So they went through and he was like, I was going to kill you slowly to exact revenge for my sister. So this is the you're not talking. But because your mother's here and I'm not a monster, I'm not going to do that. And so but, but I were, am going to kill you. Right. Well, that was the thing. So that the, was that was that they, was non-negotiable. Yeah. He's like, I'm still going to kill you. Like there was still this exact revenge. And but there was a point too when Jackson, who is Patrice's father, Um, he's leaving the island and he sees the, you know, basically roll up to the shore and stop dead in tracks. Right. And they were literal. They were like, no, we said we were going to do this and we're going to teach a lesson that you will not forget, but we're not going to go outside the bounds of that. We're like, we said every man, male on the island. Right. So boys, it didn't matter. Every male on the island was going to be killed. But in my head, part of me was like, if this was in slavery times, or when the colonizers were rolling through, I feel like they would attract them to every island that they could possibly do to wipe out any form of rebellion. And stamp yes, it out. and I think therein lies the difference because when Jackson sees them stop, mm. he was like they're showing mercy mm-hmm. because they could have swam out there mm-hmm. and taken them out in the boat and been done. But they didn't do that. They left. They let them go because they were no longer physically on the island. They decided to they. They gave, gave a parameter, yeah. and then they said, we're not going to cross this line. Um, the only one that was going to cross it was that one. But, yeah, like but when one. you, like, wipe out 25,000, like half the population of the island got wiped out. Well, I would say 26, wait, 30, would it be 30,000? No, twenty five thousand. That's right. 25,005 because of those five people who <laughs> died. <dying. laughs> funny, But I'm laughing because... It- that the Yana did not kill. That was an unrelated incident at this that, that was That's triggered true. by the tr- Yan'a. Yeah. Uh, it was all a part of the but with, <laughs> but also because there is the tr the, the traditional conservative black Christian um in Henrietta, which is uh Derek and Lee's grandmother. Mm-hmm. And a few and the rest and, of and people. There on are Island. lots there are lots of yeah. other people. But specifically we're we're looking at Henry, we go into Henrietta. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to go into too much about her, but when we, when they, when they killed the males on the island, it reminded me of in the book of Exodus, Mm. because Easter's coming up, y'all, if you are Christian, um, and and, and Passover, you're Jewish, um, there was the, with Moses and Mm -hmm. the last plague of Egypt before the children of Israel are, are allowed to leave is that the angel of death passes over and kills every firstborn male in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so when they leave there's a lot of weeping and wailing and mourning because all of these males have I mean, been killed. <laughs> and then Pharaoh's like go, don't just just leave, just right. just go. But just like every firstborn and that kind of reminded me of that is because you still have like all of these people left behind, all these women. Uh, sisters mothers mm-hmm. wives left behind mourning children and brothers and sons and uncles and like mm. and how the toll that it took the PTSD some of the women had when they saw what happened to them right as well as having to like deal with them no longer being there and how there were some women who committed suicide right. and others who were trying to, who were checking on other, the each code other that kind of sure. gets developed of like, Hey, are you okay? But like, right. it means so much it's more, like, don't kill yourself. And that's the thing, not even just that, but just like right. in all the grand schemes of everything is going on. Like, are you okay? It had so many, there was so much intention to it. And that made me also think too. Yes. Of like the way the coded language that women have used over thousands and millions of years to like when shit like this pops off like to check in with each other or to to when DV things happen and you're like the, the language you we've learned to develop to support each other and to, to build when like our men are taken so when you think of the black community especially here in the United States I can't speak specifically to the Virgin Islands but I'm sure they've got their version of the same kind of bullshit but like you know you have thousands of black men and boys arrested and thrown into jail and they the women are left there to raise and take care of the community and to create protests and to build things up to like make change and so you have when you see at the end of the book it's like that kind of concept of like you have the women trying to rebuild and like there's boys from outside that come and there's men who are white from outside who kind of come, but that, like that the United States, cause they, they talk about that. Cause one of the things that they're saying is like, you can't rely on these white people to do anything mm-hmm. because the United States comes in and they basically install a puppet government based on the islands of white men of predominantly white men. And, at least one white woman that we know of who right. have never even been to the Virgin islands until, until that point. happened. And they're, they're now installed as the pro, you know, the temporary government mm-hmm. of the Island instead of the people that are still there that are probably very capable. And that, and that's where the, the conversation with Lee and Patrice comes in. Cause Lee's like, you should run mm-hmm. to, to become like a government official. Like, you know you're studying political science you should be in charge of the island cuz she's a, some who is she someone who's been there she knows what's going on she's experienced this mm-hmm. so she's the greatest person that could probably reach out to the community because she's a member of the community this makes me think of when we are having that conversation about like policy public policy and how so many times the people making the decisions and putting the laws in effect are the ones who have no connection to to these things so for example sex workers or women's bodies or like lgbtq these people making the decisions are far removed and do not understand anything that goes with living in from this context and yet and they never ask the people who are from this people of color and communities like what do you need like people just, who have low income when they're like well we won't raise the minimum wage because well everybody's making 80 000, at least eighty thousand a year like no but, but they're the not. cost of living has raised because even what is it uh just recently lightfoot came to uh, a town hall on the west side talking about police police um police patrolling the area and like how they're trying to crack down on violence. But like uh-huh. none of the stuff that they were, people were like asking for real change and she was just deflecting and like, Oh, well you all should be happy that there are roles like police and firefighter and teachers. Cause that's basically the only way you're going to get out of this, whatever. And you should be happy that the cops are here to like clean up the you. neighborhood. And it's like, so these, 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 Frustrations that you find, you know, you're you're hitting up against because the same people, the people that are in in positions of power, do not represent you and do not care really what's to happening. Even to even know, yeah, or to even come down and and meet you where you are. But I also felt like when he wrote that in the book, like you cannot rely on white people to save you. I feel mm-hmm. kind of the same way. Like what we do here in the United States cuz you still have some people who are like we just got to keep doing this and we got to keep asking and asking and asking like we've been asking for mm-hmm. like centuries now for over a century keep that in the door and it's not it has not done any good we've protested it was like we need to stop relying on people who obviously and clearly do not care and all they care about is how they can line their own pockets or there's and keep people their own power. who like care but don't understand it cuz that was a conversation i had at work today too about a former employee who, like, cared about the situation but didn't care enough to understand the nuance of their privilege even though they were a part of, like, a marginalized community. They weren't really a part of, like... One of the I lo- would probably put that under the umbrella of not caring. But uh, there's also people... But that's my point. The nuances of all those levels because we can generalize all we want but, like, there is nuance and complexity and it makes me think of this conversation that Mara had with um, Derek... Um, when they were first talking about um, it was like after they had kissed and it was the follow up and there was a point where he they're talking and he was like I was upset when when you said that you never want to hang out with me again and so blah, blah 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 and he was like it's difficult because you say you want to bridge this gap between us you say you want to create this, this, this path between our two worlds so that we can get along at peace but there's this clear power dynamic at play and he's like it, it's clear that you have all the power and mera's like i do like she's surprised by that because she's thinking in her head i'm trying to help you all the best way i can i'm trying to negotiate this really tenuous situation that you have no idea how tenuous but it is. she's also removed to from a certain point from it because then she goes later on to say like you know to to protect herself she's kind of sectioned herself off of like humans are below her and the yana are outside of her but she, he says She's like, I don't understand why you say that. Like, um, what he means by like you have all the power, and he was, and he was like, that's a symptom of your power. That, and I read that as not only that's a symptom of your power, but a symptom of your privilege. The number of times we talk about how how are these people so ignorant out here and not understanding like the true shit that's going on in this world and how it affects people of color and how they can live so blissfully ignorant in their own world, and it's like you don't understand. Or you choose not to, or you just don't understand, and then, like... Or it's not in your face. Right. The power that you have, the privilege that you had. And I like that that conversation, and that's, again, one of those things where it's, like, flipping back and forth because, you know, you feel close to Mara because of everything she's trying to do and how she's grown fond of humans she's even called by her own people the serilacy or however it was spelled which means lover of weak ones but like that's not so much a weak one she was just a she saw the potential in humanity and didn't think they needed to be wiped out but there was also that removal because she could also just rip their face off and (laughs) well it, it was also interesting who she chose to represent because out of everyone she could have represented she could have represent she could have made herself look like the dutch she could have made herself look like the french but what she chose to do was she chose to make herself look like the island the 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 black people oh, on the island she is she looks like a slave that just you know escaped from a slave ship or came off of a slave ship mm. that's how she she first appears and she continues to keep that same Persu- per, uh, uh, appearance massage, basically yeah. yeah and the rest of them also do the same thing they also adopt looking like people. the looking like black people and moving around that way when they if they wanted to have the best of the best they didn't have to if they could have chosen something different they could have chosen to make themselves white well that was why i was curious because i assume that the reason part of the reason why they kept us skin color is because they chose to stay specifically they were like not moving anywhere outside of the virgin islands like that's what they said when they came they were like we will choose the same home base here we won't be anywhere else. We'll we'll send out our stuff to you, but they like they stayed within the realm of the Virgin Islands, so That's they could have still they could have been. White, but like though. that would have been another. They their, their 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 cause was cohabitation, and if they came as white people, they would have just been expats or tourists, so they wouldn't really have been a part of the island. And they talk about how he subtly puts through the book, you know, how people who were born there and then leave and come back and how their accent is affected and changed or how that one white French dude who had been there for so long and had to a certain point affected the, the accent to it, but not quite, and how even with Mara, she, you could tell that she when Derek was speaking to her he would drop certain things and his accent would come out but he would still keep that professional tone with her because she was not quite one of them so it was almost even though they were still separated and removed because you could tell by their weird body movements right. that they weren't quite human that was for them a closer to the population that they were in that's how I looked at it because I feel like if they had expanded to other spaces or but like landed in I well they also said they like the warm tropical climate so I don't see them landing in Russia but if they did like <laughs> the <a> cold. That's <laughs> interesting place to want to land well I was just thinking random in European Kurtz. country in, I guess, in, the, in the realm of current events yeah that's probably what, but, but like Norway, if they rolled up into Norway and they're like oh we love the cold they would probably. It was like, it's a little cold up here it's a little right? nippy. So I, I wondered about that but I know we we're wrapping up but there was one thing that I really wanted to talk about and I think it kind of ties a lot to it and it makes me it it resonated with me with the way colonizing countries i feel like in my head is like a subconscious fear that motivated them to do a lot of what they do which is like survival and continuance of the race because you hear that a lot well so what they said oh was it we always hear survival of the fittest right and so it's, it's like when the mantra Mar- Mara's mother is, like, taking her around and sh- showing her her people's true nature. And so they're back on their own planet at, in this this flashback of Saw. And she's taking her to the Pit of Bones, I think it was called, or something. I Yen think so, but Pit that's basically Yen. a historical uh, uh, landmark. landmark. So it was like, this is what has happened in the past. This is what we had to do to survive. So she's basically telling her the stories of, like, and she brings her to the spin, and there's all these bones. And she sees at first, like, the monsters that they had killed so they could survive. But then they also see all the people that they had massacred to survive as well. Those who weren't really a threat in terms of, like, violence, but were a threat of, like, resources and, like, having what they wanted. And so she said, basically, uh, so we could be safe. And her mother, that's what her mother said, and to continue. Because if we hadn't done what we did, we would be in those pits with purple vines choking our bones. We had no choice. The universe only understands strength. And I feel like a lot of that is too, what I, the subtext that you hear when you're like, you know, strength is important. Aggression is important. We have to wipe out everything and compete for resources and take and take and take. And there's a point later on where Mera was like, the universe doesn't care it's indifferent okay. it, right. doesn't, it ca- doesn't care about any of this st- it's, it, it's not even a blip on its screen with everything else that's going on and I twine that with the fact of what the conversation that you know they have with the concept of religion and what uh, Henrietta's mom said and went through kind of a, like you know God you can pray to God but you still gotta go you to still gotta go do the work you can't just sit there and do nothing and, and expect that's things to change right if God has created a cure, you might as well go and use it. Right. So they're just being like, well, I'm not going to bother with that because God didn't didn't give it to me. And that just reminded me of a joke where someone was like, you know, there's a guy who was in a, in a raft uh-huh. and he was like, there's somebody on a helicopter that co- comes by and they're like, can we help you? The guy's like, no, God's going to save me. And so they, they fly away. Somebody in a boat comes by and is like, hey, you know, can I can I help you? And they were like, guys, like, no, God's going to come and save me. And so the boat goes away and the guy ends up drowning. And when he gets to heaven or wherever he goes before God, mm. he was like, I waited for you. Why didn't you save me? He was like, I sent you a boat in a helicopter. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like it may not be in the ways that, that you, you wanted, wanted, but like. You what did you think I was gonna like reach down, part the seas, and like pull you up? Like right. I sent. I, there were things there for you to reach out and get the help that you needed, and you refused to take it. Right, and I'm not, and I, and for anyone, not to say, a, not to say that your God or whatever God is not different but like it made me think of Earth Seed, which is um, so Octavia Butler's um, um, chronicles, but like the, the the religion that she created within the book. Um, yeah, it's not called Earth Seed though. I always do this the name of the actual series i don't remember i don't remember right, right now called. but like the religion within the book they're the earth seeds chronicles but there's an actual title for it but like uh they they're got the the religion she creates her god it's a god of change like change is wild and unyielding and like you can you have to be active in this world you cannot just rely and be passive But then, like, what does that mean to be active in this world? Because you have one sphere of, like, how colonization occurred where it was violent action of, like, I need to survive, and I'm better than all these people, and it's survival of the fittest, so I'm going to wipe out any competition and suppress that, and then but then what are other ways to be active in this life to create change to promote peace to, pr- to promote to Derek's point of Mara, like creating a bridge of understanding and being equals because that was a great conversation too he has with her and I'm not going to quote it now because we don't have time but he, he talks to her is like if we're going to do this you can't sit here and treat me with this distant respect or not respect but this distance and hold me like I don't know what the hell about like into- a child yes. like okay I'm just going to tell you what you need to know and that's it Mm -hmm. and this is your only spear well we're supposed to be working together to bridge the gap between my people and yours Mm -hmm. we can't do that where you take the lead and you make the decisions Mm -hmm. and then I just have to go along with whatever you have to say and to the wider point we can't just sit there and like rip each other apart or throw sticks at the back of each other's head or you know like violence begins violence but there's also the other thing that I think is huge is the fact that there's always choice Mm. and that's probably one of the like smaller a lessons lesson. other than that <laughs> there is choice in everything. There was a way to choose to act that you could choose to take revenge or you could choose to think through your actions. And I think that was a huge thing is like thinking through your actions before you take them. Because sometimes we act emotionally without mm-hmm. really paying attention and being cognizant of the consequences of our actions. And then we're just stuck there like, Oh, well now it's too late. To undo something that has already been done, exactly. Especially when you have to be the rational force within it, because many times in this world, you have to be the the one who who thinks about their actions, because the the other side of it is just reactive and violent. So like the yana, you know, it may have seemed like oh this dog was just coming up and protecting, he wasn't really attacking, he was just barking, but like I'm gonna flip out and respond. And when I think of like police officers. You know, you we have to do all these things to try to make sure that we come home unsafe and it doesn't always work. But that's the kind of thing we can't be also reactive and passionate in a way that's damaging. We have uh, we have to be calm no matter what. Yes. And especially when we're talking about running into police, Mm. no matter what. Well, we've watched videos of white people like going off and doing Mm. all kinds of crazy, crazy mess we're like we can't act that way mm-hmm. no matter what we have to be calm we have to ma- we have to maintain a civil tongue so that they don't get scared and do something that results in us being killed right, exactly. and the thing is like that's not how the training goes why are, we should not be trained on how to deal with police the police are you supposed to be, be trained, trained how on to how to deal with people or just and and so i use police as a wider example but like literally I, th- I think I think that you now are a good example of like, you know, there are rational things out in this world that we have to deal with, whether it's the police or a racist bigot on the street or a uh, an aggressive man if you're a woman trying to walk down the street, and we, it's easy to go into like violence begins violence or like the, angry the or re- path. the whole revenge scenario yes exactly like an eye for an eye but sometimes the harder path and going back to decolonizing our our minds and our reactions is to be intentional with our thought our actions and our thoughts and like how and reflect on what we do in these situations so that we can come home safe it sucks that we have to be the ones to do that and i'm not saying that's the right way but like that is a situation that a lot of people who are products of colonization or have lived as products of colonization and i mean black and brown people so indigenous people in the world like have developed and so to that point of what i read at the very start of this conversation he gives the concept of what it feels like to be a colonized body that constant dread and we talked about it, i think a little bit in the last episode but like living in a constant just even when you're having the best time of your life, There's anything still could the, happen. There's fear that's in the back of your head. Right, because anything could happen to mess up. You could be joyriding with your friends and having a good time. You had a good night. You're doing everything safe, and you have that one person, Yes. whether it's a cop or if you're at the bar, that one person who decides to be belligerent or just react way out of way I out know. of hand right. the, for the situation and we have to deal with the consequences of it and it sucks there's so many fucking layers to this sorry excuse me for cursing but I probably did this already right, times but there's so many layers to this book and we're not going to be able to go over it but I think it's a really good read because he, it just addresses a lot of topics without beating over your head it's a 268 page book it's not that long if you read it at a good pace and you're not trying to read it in time for recording <laughs> it's also a nice it's nice to listen to the audiobook as well if you have a chance. So... Do they do it in a Virgin Island accent? Uh, um, the... Actually, the... The, the... Those... The people who did the recording, there was a man and a woman. They did ha- throw some uh the island whole, accent. It it was the it, it, not the whole thing, but when the people... When there would be ta- people talking, then they would have the island accent. Yeah, my head up was not doing justice, I think, for some of that stuff. But I got it after a while. Sorry to... But... Click. Okay. So... How many fuzzy Fro's would you give this oh, book? That's right. I forget about this sometimes. Ah, uh, that's why I'm here. Ah, <sighs> this is hard because I as a st- you said a lot about this book. I know. I feel like I give high scores and sometimes I'm like, sure, because I'm like, it was a good book. It was. It was not what I expected at first. I mean, like I expected something good, and then I started. And I was like, is this what I was hoping? Yeah, because you start off with with the people, and it goes from being. Um, like I guess more of a a smaller focus to like a wider focus yeah. back to a sm- to the narrower focus exactly with everyone in there. But remember, we when we talked about it, I also mentioned how we're getting a chance to look at the lives of Black people mm-hmm. on this island who are being impacted, and I. But if it were any other sci-fi book or movie, a lot of times it's white people. And we're like, we get a chance to know what the white characters are thinking and feeling. Mm-hmm. So there's really no difference because we're getting a chance to know what people are are up to before, during, and after. after. Yeah, from that. First, you know what I thought, though, too, as I was reading this? Because I, as I realized, there were a lot more female perspectives than male. Yes. I wondered if he, he, when he wrote this, did he speak with other you know what I mean like did he talk to the, some women did he get the influence of other women in there to write this because there were times where I was like this is." I feel this is a man writing a woman's perspective you know but at this there were other times where I was like because of the 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 greater lessons that were trying to be told it worked for the story right I also wonder if it's, it's very possible those women were based upon women that he actually knew right. or knows. That's why I was like, like what? grandmothers or like aunts or sisters. Cousins. It made me think, though, because we had that article where we didn't, I don't think we posted or talked about it last time, but that concept of like uh, people writing as black people who aren't, or people of color yes. who aren't. And so, but I've also thought about that when like men write perspectives of women and oh she was like bustling from her boobies and like what kind of books are these just like that they're ditzy or like they're oh oh, females talk like this and like or they (laughs) how they describe the character it's like no no, that reminded me of a movie with uh, jack nicholson and helen hunt where his the author he's an author Mm -hmm. and he's basically has lots of female fans because he supposedly writes female characters very well mm. and one of his fans asked him like how is it that you know like w- how to basically write a woman and his response is I think of a man and I strip away like reason and intellect mm. and I was like wait a second right like and and the woman's face when he she sa- when he says <laughs> that it's like taking it back like why would you say something like that but that's how he said i'm I'm not yeah, saying no, that no, this no, is no, what no. Codwell Turnbull did yeah. but that's basically something that it, it brought to that, mind that yeah that's what kind of came into my head too because in the beginning when they're like describing patrice lee out and and um whoever that girl that student was who jackson was talking to via text and i was like oh no, Lisa, here we Lisa. go again and then it it drifted from that so i don't think he so much was but like in the beginning i was like <laughs> so i would say it was a good read. I'm going to between three and a half to four stars. I kind of want to say four, but I feel like I give everything a high score. Just give it whatever score you feel it deserves, man. That's basically what three you have to four stars. <laughs> I mean, three and a half to four froze. That's where I am. I am in. I'm vacillating. Honestly, I'm vacillating between three and a half to four af- fuzzy froze after frozen froze. I think I would probably have given it maybe a, a three and a half fuzzy froze. Like mm. like you mentioned, like it didn't. Start off where I thought it was gonna go, but by the time it ended, I was like, "Okay, like it would be interesting if this were to be a movie or a TV series mm. or a limited TV series." I Really want to know what happens at the it, like? Yes, I, I need have still know. questions uh, about things, particularly like Patrice and her kid, and all, like yes. all these if things. What decides, happens to Derek? Yeah, like and Mira, like right, exactly. Are they still she, like running? She's number one, yeah, enemy. So there's yeah, questions. there's there's. That's where I kind of lean to the fork because when you could have me be like wanting to even though the book is done to be like but I want you to write another one so I can finish this out because I've read some stuff and you'd be like eh, yeah, there's I'm, some I'm questions good. but I'm okay. <laughs> but he really does make you think and I think and I I really appreciated that because mm. we were able to have like some very interesting discussions before we even recorded mm-hmm. based upon how little of the book we actually read. I think I hadn't even gotten to like I think I'd gotten to a little bit back the halfway point and i wasn't even quite there yet right but there was still so much to talk about that we didn't even cover yes so you should definitely read the book you should it's a it's a quick read you can find it online local bookstore support your black and brown bookstore or if you need to you can go to your local library and if they don't have it ask them to get it exactly well i don't know what we're doing next month i think it's april I'm sure we wrote yes, it down. April is definitely next month. Uh, we wrote it down, but we'll you'll find out when you come and it'll be a surprise all. to us all. Ha ha ha. Anyway, until next time. Later. Look for us on all major podcast platforms. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Music by Moon Apple X you can find them on Instagram as well as art <laughs> done by the <laughs>